Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bradshaw running out of the pocket. Looking for somebody to throw to. Fires it downfield. And there's a collision. And it's cut out of the air. The ball is pulled in by Franco Harris. Harris is going for a touchdown for Pittsburgh. Harris is going... Well, 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 we are on the eve of Christmas Eve. (laughs) This is the best way to put it. All the creatures were stirring, not even a mouse. I don't understand that. Did I just get that backwards? Oh, nuts. Yeah, Yeah. not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Yeah, not a creature. Not a creature. Not all the creatures. Not a creature. You know what? Yeah, not a creature was stirring. Think about that. The great Dick LeBeau used to quote that to you guys by memory. Each year, didn't he? Oh my goodness! It was the greatest story ever told um, for us. Like during our meetings, like it was that was a very significant moment that was anticipated, almost downright expected by us as players to be regaled by the great Dick LeBeau to hear that poem. But also to hear the intro on top of that poem that he had that he had written. Wow! So it it added even more personality and a special feel. I cannot tell you how fortunate and blessed. Like when you think, like when I think back on my career in Pittsburgh, right? I think of some of those different moments that weren't winning football games or losing football games or, you know, it wasn't just relegated to, you know, the locker room with my brothers, Mm -hmm. um, the moments that we had up in the meeting rooms. But that story right there is something that you, you had to experience it. It was one of the most beautiful things and knowing coach LeBeau is a hall of famer as a player right right and he's you know one of the architects of the 3-4 defense and, and blitz schemes right to know that this great man also would do this poem reading mm-hmm. from memory <laughs> cut it off i blew the one line i had <laughs> For, I mean, it is it, – it's just incredible. And the – I mean, the way that he acts it out, the moment and, and, and just the inflection of the voice. You know, we're broadcasters, Wolf. Right. And so you have to know how to inflect your voice. You have yes. to know how to change things around. Right, right. But the way that he delivers that, you would have thought that he wrote the entire thing himself. Now, let's backtrack for a moment. And explain that the great Dick LeBeau, which everybody knows, Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame player, Hall of Fame person, um, used to 
quote the night before Christmas from memory every year at the Christmas party, right? That the Steelers had to the yes. players. That, no, it, it was I. No, it, it was this was no, this is before. Yeah, it was either before, like like at the facility, um, in a meeting room before meetings and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. practice, or it was in the hotel room. Or, you know, in the hotel meeting rooms. The night before the game. Gotcha. Okay. So if you were on the road and you were blessed enough and fortunate, you would hear that story being uttered before the game around this time of year. <laughs> so for the team, if he was still here, it would have been Friday night. Okay. Or okay. T- or I should say tonight. Tonight. Jeez. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tonight's Friday night, guys. Yeah, I got news. Oh, yeah, they, they would have they heard it tonight at the hotel. Oh, uh, how cool is that? No. Let me ask you something, shifting a little bit from what we were talking about. What's the temperature? <laughs> what's the weather in Phoenix yeah, right now? Okay, so <laughs> my buddy just sent me, because he's in Coldwater, Michigan, and he just sent me the weather, and I was like, right. absolutely not. That is oppressive. Okay. <laughs> the weather in yes. Phoenix yes. is 45 degrees. No kidding, that low. Yeah, well, always in the mornings. Okay. Always in the morning. Actually, and technically, that's where I live, um, right outside of Scottsdale. Phoenix okay. itself proper is 41 degrees right now. Woo! Oh, it's dipping down. What's the high today? Yeah. No, that's the one I don't want to tell you. <laughs> Does I mean, it get I, in the 60s, uh, 70s? 68. Wow. Oh, does it sound nice? Because right here, it's like below zero. My doors were frozen on my Bronco. All right? Uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. oh, Max, I had to go through the back hatch. Now, you know what that thing is like. And I had to navigate going over top of seats and crashing into the back seat to get to the front seat to turn the stupid thing on so I could heat the thing up so that I could melt the, the whatever's locked onto the lock. Now, I'm telling you what. I, I am ice just station, shaking my head right now. This is Ice Station Zebra. Oh. I will tell you, it's colder than a tin toilet in Siberia out there. Uh, no doubt. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That, that sounds absolutely brutal. But you know what? It's just another balmy day in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, exa- but but see, we don't live in Buffalo, Wolf. You know, it's like. I am from Buffalo, we- though. This, I, I, as yes, I'm driving- but you opted not to move back to Buffalo <laughs> for a reason. As I was driving to the station this morning, I kept, like, thinking myself, going, this was, like, every day during the winter in Buffalo. You know, how the mighty have fallen. I am I am just a wreck of myself compared to the kid that used to go out in muckalucks and pajamas and shovel the driveway, you know. And, you know, it was just like hardly put, you know, don't bother the hat and gloves. You just boom, 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 knock it out. Now, like, I'm like wallowing around in coats and, and layers, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your younger self, if it was walking down the street, you would drive by and pull and say, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Surprise. Hey, hey, it'll get better. But right now, I mean, come on. Stay inside. <laughs> you know stay what I'm saying? inside like, is right, man. Just, just stay inside, you know? You have nothing to prove. You'll have plenty of time to prove it to your teammates later. But don't, don't, don't worry about it right now. Think about this. Don't. 
Back oh. in Buffalo one time, okay, it was, uh, I was in high school, I believe it was. I had to go, the nursing home, my my sister, I believe, was working there, my older sister, Linray, and I had to go pick her up. And as I turned down this one road, I saw snow drifts across the road, and I went to ramming speed. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, and didn't quite have enough imagination to bust through the snow drifts. <laughs> Oh, my dad was hot. He had to come get me. <laughs> Dig it out. Yeah, uh, you should, you should be, you, you, you should be upset with your dad. Like, Dad, why do we not have a car strong enough <laughs> to get through a, yeah. a, a snowbank? A lousy snowdrift here. Come on, Pop. What's up with that? <laughs> it's just one. I was. It wasn't like I was trying to buy an entire pallet for the team. I just wanted one little case, you know, for me. Maybe a couple other guys that I like, but now you put me in a position where I have to be, you know, this guy to everyone, and now you don't win because now you're, you, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, help, help us out. But ooh, Wolf, oh, I, I am not envious of you right now. Well, guess what? You're coming here, buddy. <laughs> Oh, yes, because one of the things we're going to accomplish today, Max, what we're going to do, we're going to throw open the phone lines. And I want to hear from the people that are going to be brave enough, hardy enough, strong enough, determined enough, and psycho enough to show up at AccraSure tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow night. You betcha, Steelers fans, Steelers Nation, it's about getting out, getting the job done, because you've got to get out en masse. And, of course, that would be a what? little break in programming there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I was like, wait a second. We're, we're, and I checked the time, too, because I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, you know, really. uh, I, I know I'm good for going over, but <laughs> yeah, this is a, we this tend thing. to ramble at moments. But, I mean, I, hey, we are well within our rights Everything's here. Everything's haywire today, boys. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. There it is. That was oh, Wesley. mad scientist Wes back there in back the control there, room. Up. You know what? I think everything's frozen. Like I said, this is yeah. Like, this, you know, you know where where the the building, the studio, sit on top of a hill overlooking Bridgeville, right? Yes. The wind almost blew me over when I got out of my car. It like I had to hang on to the door so the door didn't rip off. There was a gust of wind that came whipping up and over. It was ridiculous. It kind of really, it was like a gut punch. Took your your breath away for a moment. But we got here. We got it done. And by the way, to all the people out there making life easier for the rest of us by being in a snowplow crew, by being out there taking care of business, we thank you very, very much. Appreciate your efforts because those snowplow guys, they are out there early and they are out there often. And they are doing the job that's not easy, but we appreciate you so very much. That's for sure. All right. You there, Max? Okay. Now have we lost Max, Wes? (laughs) Okay, we got all kinds of stuff going on. We got gremlins everywhere. Oh, boy. Do we have Grinches or gremlins? I don't know. You know, because right here, first of all, you come blasting in, Max comes blasting out. (laughs) We've got all kinds of issues going on here. Exactly. So you're going to just go to break here. We'll figure this out. Yeah, why don't we go to break so that you can figure this out and I'm going to get some coffee. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned. And I want to know all you Steeler fans who's coming to the game tomorrow. All right. Dial us up 412-919-1316. We'll be back after this.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Good going, buddy. What, what happened on that play, Franco? Uh, right place at the right time. <laughs> a little bit of luck. You know, a little bit of luck to catching the ball. Well, what's the, uh, what was your uh, part in that play? Where were you actually supposed to have been? Well, I was supposed to be in there blocking. So I remember the play right, but Terry started to scramble a little bit, so I went out thinking maybe I could get an open. He could throw it to me, and he threw it downfield, and uh, I saw Frenchie, I think it was Jack Tatum, yeah. go up for it, and it bounced bounced up and as I said before the right place at the right time you, you, uh, you outrun that guy into the end zone did it ever look like you feel he had a shot at you uh, I thought at one point he did but I kind of stuck my arm out trying to hold him off you know uh, believe me at, at that point you know, I don't think anything could have stopped me from going in the end zone. <laughs> and that of course is the late great Franco Harris who we missed so very badly and what uh, you know <laughs> I told Frank, we, Max, it's funny, we were at the Hall of Honor Museum, and I said, I said, here you go. I, I was walking with Franco across the street, and we were walking into the museum, and I said, look at this. You started, with one catch, you started a whole new industry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, it was just oh, so funny, man. You think about one catch, and you got all this stuff going on, and it's just amazing, and to hear his voice, in the aftermath of that play, which that was in the locker room after the game years and years ago, 1972, 50 years ago, and he's explaining that whole thing. You know, just knowing that he – it's like he said, I, you know, as, as soon as the ball got ricocheted, I don't remember a thing. <laughs> yeah. You black out, and all of your reflexes just take over. Everything that you've exactly. been working for and trying to muscle memory it just kicks in. And just to hear Franco, I mean, that that is 22-year-old Franco Harris. Rookie. You know, like, you know rookie I mean, Franco recounting the moment only moments after he had done said moment. Yeah, yes, yes. And you can hear the yeah. bewilderment in his voice in, in a way. You know, like, it just happened and I was there and... You know, trying to really make sense out of what just transpired. If you go back and watch the film, which I know you've seen it so much like I have, Max, and so many people have, the the bedlam that ensued right after he crossed over oh. into the end zone and people pouring out of the stands. Wow. That's wild. I mean, the the unruly of the masses, you know? That that unruliness <laughs> But that pure excitement, oh, excitement in the moment. In the moment. Now, I'm starting to sound like, yeah, I'm starting to sound like Bugs Bunny. But I mean, but, but it was, I mean, but it, like you said, it was pure pandemonium, Wolf. Yes. Like, like the game was over in their mind. Like, hey, no, we, we, we did it. We did what we were supposed to do. And they didn't. So let's, let's cue up the band. You know, and, and let them on the field. Let, let's do this. Let's go through the full account. But when, when I think about that, and I think about just Franco, and for him, like, you hear the shock in his voice. Yes, yeah. And, and you just hear the the youthful exuberance that he displayed even in that moment. 
he could have went down and he could have went full po- football mode, you know, and right, right. broken the play down for only the higher knowledge bases. But no, that's that's not Franco. Franco's a man of the people. He wants to explain it. He wants to live and feel those emotions. So you just you let him do it, and th- that was just that, that that was a beautiful thing. Amongst yep. I'm sure all of the other archive treasures that the Steelers possess. That's a pretty special one that you have the interv- you have an interview right after he scores it in the locker room. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's just amazing as you hear his voice. And, you know, the, the kindness of Franco, I, I shared this before, but I'll share it again. You know, it, you know, it was always said about DMR, Mr. Rooney, that, uh, you know, he walked with kings, but he was a man of the people. And it just stimulated the thought. The same thing could be said of Franco. He was football royalty. But I'll never forget going over to Canton, Ohio, when Mike Webster was being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And all I'm doing is, you know, just looking for a parking spot. And you know the the bedlam and chaos that goes on around, you know, Canton when you have that. And there's parking lots here, like, you know, lawns and stuff like that. People are, you know, putting up signs and that. And Franco... Would he's like as soon as he saw me, he was like, no, 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 you come here, and and he would not, you know. I was like, you go, you you know, you don't be late for this program, or whatever, you know. And he's like, no, 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 and he just he just talked to some people, got us parked, you know, which it was amazing. It's like he's got more important things to do than make sure that a former teammate has got a parking spot, you know what I mean? But it was just Franco. That's who he was. That's what he did. It's how much he loved on other people. And we've heard so much about that from, you know, the folks, the callers. That uh, and we still want to hear if you have a uh, some sort of story that you want to share about Franco. We'd love to hear it. But again, also we want to hear about who's going to be brave enough to show up tomorrow night. Who's going to freeze? But uh, that is Franco, and uh, the, the the stories just keep pouring out, and they keep running through my head. And 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 that's the thing. I mean, it's just. I feel like th- th- it's just going to continue to lead up until we have the until we have. Yeah. Dare I say the final closure? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's going to be an emotional journey for all of us. Yep, yep. Like tomorrow's going to open a brand new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moment wound, however you want to categorize it, it's going to create something new and complex, and it's going to be. It's going to be tough. I mean, there's yeah. going to be moments that you can't talk. You right. could be choked up. And for the fans that actually come out and want to brave and brave that game tomorrow night, um, that's also something that's going to be tough to deal with up in the stands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you had that two minute moment of silence right before a kick, right? Yes. Um, and and, and whatever they decide on how to signify that moment. Whoo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, um, yeah. I, Cause I'm right there with you. Well, you know, I, 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 you know, like anything else, right. You have your good days and your bad days. Right. Right. Uh, and, and, and man, this is one where <laughs> yeah. know, the mumbling, stumbling, snotting and, and everything. Well, I don't know if I, I don't think I'll be I'll be contractually obligated to to shed a tear on the sidelines in negative degree weather because it will stick to my face before it actually turns to a tear. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, it's it, it's once again. I mean, I can't harp on this enough, Wolf. Yeah. We are shocked. Yeah. 
still, still yep. to this day. And I don't want the moments that I'm excited and happy to to also, you know, dictate that, oh, Max, Max seems to be fine. No, I'm not fine. Listen, I, I, I am the epitome of the phrase, um, you know, I'm going to fake it till I make it. Yeah. And I and I'm faking it right now to to be alive, to be present. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, like you said, I mean, it, it, if you're left to your own devices, to your own mind, woo, that's not a place you want to be. I can yeah. tell you that sometimes. And, and and with the loss of, I mean, such a tremendous human being. Yeah. Not many like you know, that. None no, like that. And he's going, and, and and even in the past, he's going into he's going into rarefied air. Yep. He's only the third player to have his jersey retired ever in the Pittsburgh Steelers history. And you think about all of the great men that have passed through this organization, and the sheer amount, and he's number three. Yep. And the first guy from the offense. You know? Yes, first offensive player. So I mean, so it is just woo, yeah. man. The gravity, the gravity of it all is going to be on full display. Well, how how intense do you think it's going to be tomorrow night? Because I think it's going to be absolutely smoking hot, in spite of the fact that it's going to be so freaking cold. It's going to be as cold. It's going to be like being in the Arctic or the Antarctic. You know, I mean, it's going to be. This is just. This is a game for the ages. This is a game that. You know, uh, the Steelers can can continue on this comeback. You know, they've won four out of their last six. We have an opportunity here to, you know, maybe maybe continue, do something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's like I always go back to 89 because in 89 it came down to the last game of the year playing in Tampa where I think it was six or seven things had to occur besides us winning. And one of them was because we're playing on – uh, Christmas Eve, and by the way, the Steelers uh, are four-four in Christmas Eve games, including one and one at home over the years. Just so everybody knows, we got you know it's it's mixed bag there, but we won in Tampa, and it snowed for the first time in like twenty-five, thirty-five years in Tampa on that day, and that was it was like the the one sign like we're supposed to be in the playoffs, man, <laughs> you know, because it's snowing in Tampa. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and like I say, Wolf, while you were literally dealing with that in Tampa, yes, just on the other side of, of Interstate 4, I-4, I was experiencing that as a kid in the car with my mother. Wow. wow. As we were driving back home that that very, that very uh, afternoon, evening. How old were you? Do you remember? I well, let's see. It was eighty nine. Yeah, well, seven. Okay, so seven years old. So you're as big as me already. <laughs> pretty, pretty much now, just joking. No, I mean, at that age, I, I was like five foot two. Good heavens, man! Oh man! You know, how did your mom ever feed you? You know, because that seems like you'd you'd always be that one guy. You know, sitting and going, "Mom, that's a fine snack." <laughs> That's not dinner. Yeah, That's exactly. It's like wait a second, but I served you three different courses. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought I thought you just had double. I you had triple entrees. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But again, you know, yeah. this is going to be tomorrow night's going to be something, man. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I am looking forward to it because you just know that it's going to be, it's going to be a fist fight. But here's the thing, also, that I think is in our favor. Uh, this kind of weather for a, uh, you know, a team that's used to warm weather and domes, um, this could be a little, little tough on the old passing game there. So we say challenge. Mm-hmm. It- it will be a challenge. a challenge, yes, for 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 the uh, for for the ages. I mean, you know, with with, with what the Raiders offer, it's it's, it's a controlled environment. This is uncontrolled. Yes, this is actually not even uncontrolled. This is uncontrollable. Oh yeah, 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 and and, and it and yeah, it, you're you're gonna have to have your p's and q's about you. But the one thing is, you both know what each team's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and it will not be in the air potentially. Oh no. I, hey, I I I now I I bit those words against the, against the Detroit Lions last year, but I'm True. hoping that a lot has been learned since then, <laughs> and that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We did we did have that experience, didn't we? Oh yeah, we did have that experience. So. But 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 never to this degree. I mean, yeah. I think where temperature becomes such an issue, and um, the wind gusts, bud. I mean, the the wind gusts are ridiculous. If they continue see, to through tomorrow see, night, see, I I don't want to say it, Wolf. Say it, <laughs> You're hoping it just goes away. I was hoping it goes away. Just let it go and away. You won't have to share that. But no, you you, you didn't pull an Elsa. Mm-mm. You pulled you you pulled you pulled an Anna. <laughs> yes. That's right. We're, we're talking about Frozen for yes. those that don't have children. Was that one or, or two? Or, or that, that was number one. Okay. That was number one. Yeah. When, you was got, number one. But, when you got little girls, you know, Frozen is big. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. But this is going to be a big challenge, Wolf. It is. No doubt. But, I, you know, I think it, it weighs in favor. Well, I, don't, I, think, I think you got to give the edge to the Steelers. You got to. Guys, we've got game. an updated weather report for you here. Okay. Oh well, oh. you know we got no no breaking news. Where's the breaking on. news sounder, Wesley? Come on. Well, I don't know if this is breaking news. I think anytime you got weather That's like going on right now, this is Ice Station Zebra here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> breaking news at the SNR desk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your weather update for Sunday night. I keep playing. I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come down for quite a while. <laughs> of course, Bill Murray, that was in Caddyshack, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I got that right. Okay. Because you know what? You, you start. I, I love all the Bill Murray lines. The greatest Bill Murray imitator that I ran into was Mike Webster. Mike Webster could do a spot-on Bill Murray imitation. And he did it one time on the uh, – and the Thanksgiving Day Massacre of, on, was it 83, 1983 when we lost 50, uh, what was it? I can't remember. It was 45 to 3. We lost to the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day. And they replaced uh, Cliff Stout with, with uh, I'm sorry, they replaced uh, Mark Malone with Cliff Stout. And, no, 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 it was Malone came in for Stouter. And he said, he <laughs> comes in and he goes, Come on, we can do this. We're down twenty-eight to three, and then that was when uh, Webby uttered the line. Um, There's no way in 
H E double hockey sticks, we can do this. <laughs> we, we broke out laughing, and I kid you not, we immediately, right after like two seconds of laughing, turned and like it bit the laughter off to see if Chuck saw us laughing out in the middle of the field, you know, during a timeout. Because it was, it was just so, you know, the the game was so bad and we had gone so bad all the way through here in the fourth quarter. We're getting this, this, uh, you know, hey, we can do this. We can come back and then Webby said, yeah, yeah. "Rah, was, rah, rah!" Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you say that we were only down a touchdown? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, just well, ridiculous. Just, just dig us in a hole where we can't even see see at the outside of the hole. I mean, at three feet deep, I was good. That was a field goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could give that speech. Even a t- you know, even a, even a two score game, that's a field goal and a touchdown. Like, I'm there for you. You know. But don't tell me we're down we're down 33 points before you decide that that. You know what? We might need to give him a speech, get a, get him engaged here. Absolutely not. Webby was, you know, he had some of the best lines. You know, I, I remember in 84 playing in the divisional round playoffs in Denver, mile high, and Chuck Knoll spent like five minutes doing a pregame speech about whoever turns the ball over least is going to win the game. So we went out and turned the ball over two times out of the first two oh, series. Oh <laughs> so we're walking <laughs> off the field, and Webby goes, great. Anybody got plan C? We're down to plan C. Any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, you know, I'll even take a DEF <laughs> or an LMNOP. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, come on. Come on. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but is it is it strange when it's one of those days, right, you just – Seems like you can't get right, no matter what you do to try and get on the page. It's yep. just destined to be like a Murphy's Law day. Yes, yes, oh. I've had those. I've had those. Yeah, we've all we've all had those days. <laughs> you know, it's like I always say: if you haven't had a Murphy's Law day, you just didn't play long enough. That's for sure because it'll come and get oh. you. It gets everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that 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 was us in Oakland. Yes, like the two games that we played in Oakland, I was just like. Man, we can't win this game to save our life. Like, like you know, when you look back on it, it's like, come on, guys, we still got it. We're still in here. <laughs> it's like, like shut up, and just get through this. Just, just take, just take the medicine. Just take just the medicine. Sw- yeah, it's gonna swallow hurt. the two tablespoons of cod liver oil. You know what I'm saying? Get some witch hazel in there. Some Robitussin 44D. Just, just take it all. Take it all. Witch hazel. Let's do it all, guys. We're doing. Just taking the worst medicine. I mean, that's what it feels like when you're when, when you're in that moment. There's no question about it. That is for sure. All right, Max. Why don't we take a break? We'll reload. Yes, let's take a let's take a break and reload. <laughs> you're here on a Steeler Friday, here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. 
The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right before the last play of the, that is when... Uh, now, what's really amazing, one of the things that always is just kind of made me shake my head throughout the years was the fact that uh, Art Rooney Sr., the chief, who everybody loved, the chief was an, just an amazing man, uh, always uh, got a got a, a story or a handshake or a cigar in the pocket as he's going around. He was just an amazing individual. And uh, you think about the Steelers. They had not won a playoff game in 40 years, and yet um, all of a sudden in this unbelievable moment of time, the Steelers have gone from being losers to being winners. The Chief missed the play on the field. He got under the elevator. The game was lost in his mind. He was going to console the players because he loved his players. The players loved him. And when the elevator hit the, the bottom floor, he emerged and lo and behold, he's a winner. They, they had won their first playoff game. And it was just amazing to me and amazing to hear his voice these many years ago. And we're going to listen right now. Thank you, Wes. Let's play the Chief. The day after the game. Right before the last play of the, that is when uh, Bradshaw was fourth down, I thought I would go to the dressing room to just to talk to some of the ball players and tell them they had a great year and it was unfortunate that it had to end this way. And uh, so as I walked out of, out of the press box, in fact, you're lucky you were there too to see it because mm-hmm. I, you were the last right. one I saw when I left the press box. I uh, just had gotten out of the press box when George, the policeman that uh, has charge of the press box, come running out screaming, uh, we won, we won. And I said, oh, you're kidding. He said, well, listen to the crowd. And uh, I listened, and I wasn't sure that we had a touchdown. I thought maybe we got close enough for a field goal. And Prince was, uh, Bob, Bob Prince, Prince yeah. yes, he was uh, at the elevator, and he held the elevator uh, for me, and uh, I said to him, I said, what happened? He said, all I know is that we won. I didn't see it either. I waited, and then a few seconds later, uh, it seemed to me a whole day, uh, Bob McCartney, one of our assistants, uh, uh, he came running in, screaming that we won, and then Bobby Walden came in and grabbed a hold of me and uh, hugged me and said we won, and then I waited for a few more of the ball players to come in, and Chuck Knoll came in, and uh, one of the things that, uh, it's the first time I'd ever been in a, in, in our, our dressing room yeah. at home, and it was so impressive to me that Knoll knelt down and all the ball players uh, knelt around him, and they said to our father in thanksgiving, I don't know if they do that every game. Yeah. But yesterday, doing it yesterday, I thought it was very appropriate. That uh, yes, and uh, it was uh, very impressive to me. And I just stayed in a few minutes, and then I left because uh, that wasn't uh, my day; it was their day. The humility of that man is amazing. You know, you yeah. hear his voice. You know, uh, Max. I, I just. <laughs> You think this guy is just phenomenal. He was so beloved, and he was such an icon in the city here. And to hear his voice this many years later, and here he humbly says, this wasn't my day, this was their day. You know, that that just blows me away. Yeah, that's accountability at its finest, right? Oh, man, yes. 
you know, because so many people um, in different positions could hijack that moment and twist it to where it's their own. Right. I, I can think I can think of a couple of teams where their ownership might have done that. <laughs> we'll not mention any names. <laughs> NFC Eastern teams. Yeah, you know what I mean? Good chance. Good chance. I think, you know. Good, good chance. And, you know, there's a couple of organizations, you know, one had a name change. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Their emblem rhymes with bar. <laughs> yes. You know, here's the thing about what I loved about the Chief, though. He would go around and shake everybody's hand after a game. You know what I mean? He was really – and, uh, you know, we always said the Lord's Prayer before he went on the field and when you come back in the locker room afterwards. And, uh, you know, it, it coincides with – you think about it. Franco telling us uh, the other day, you know, that uh, in his mom's house, uh, while the immaculate reception hand uh, actually uh, was going on, Ava Maria, his mom was playing Ava Maria in the house, you know, which is, um, I guess when you translate it, it's uh, uh, like like a Hail Mary, you know. <laughs> and it was just like, wow, there's so much that goes into this. It's just, it's like begoggling trying to figure out all the elements that, that really came into play before, during, and after. And it's, I don't know, it's just fun. It's great to hear the Chiefs' voice again. It was great to hear Franco's voice again. You just love that. Well, and also, Wolf, the other important thing is we have an archived history here with the Steelers. Yes. Because of of the fact that we have so many high-profile moments. And when you're one of 32, you know, and then, of course, you have, you know, the success that we've had, you've got to have those moments because people want to hear that. Just like, you know, you're, just even your pure reaction, right, to hearing the Chief and talking how excited you were to hear the Chief one more time in this current time frame. Right. You know, it's something and, – and, and Dan Rooney, you know, was cut, was cut from the same cloth. Yes, yep. And as a son following his dad, tough act to follow, but, you know, it's it, it's one that he, he took with immense pride. He went and shook hard hands. After every game, he'd ask about your family. He knows everybody's names, yeah. you know. Yep. And, and and it's not just a run through photo op type of deal with him. No, like he he comes in he comes into practice after every practice and talks with talks with us individually. Everybody yeah. who's in the locker room, yep. you know, it was just it's something different about the Rooney family. Yes, um, and you wonder why they're successful because it's persistent. For 40 years, there was no success, Wolf. Yes. 40 years at that point, and then you finally prove, hey, we're not a joke, and we we got a playoff game, and then we won said playoff game. (laughs) In the most incredible way, you know? I mean, that's that's what just blows you away to this day. Not the most immaculate way, Wolf. Immaculate, immaculate way. way, yes. I yes. mean, yes. I was I was reading uh, Craig the article that uh, Joe Starkey wrote about Craig Hanneman. Nice, it was a great article. Craig Hanneman was a defensive end who was, um, you know, uh, playing. He was put into the game, which he couldn't even understand why he was put into the game for Dwight White at that point in time. And all he had was a, he had a, a, a stunt where he was going to run a twist to the outside. He had to get up the field. But he needed to take Art Shell the tackle with him, right? And Shell stepped to the inside to pick up 
I think it was Andy Russell or somebody on a uh, you know on a on a, a dog from uh, from off off the ball, and so when he went to the outside, he was trying to get Shell to follow him, and that's when Stabler broke leverage and it was able to scramble 30 yards for the touchdown to go up 7-6, you know, and, and set yeah. the stage for this whole thing. And it was amazing, you know, like yesterday we talked with John Kolb, you know, and John goes, yeah, if I if I had gotten Art Toms the first time in the rush, you know, like I was supposed to, uh, Terry would have, you know, either – you know, wouldn't have been in the right place to throw that ball to have the ricochet to to from Frenchie to Franco. Yeah, I mean, it's all these things that they, that go, go into it. You're like going, wow, never even considered some of those things. Yeah, I mean, but but that's how it is. I mean, it, it just some things are still going to be surprising, and even 50 years later, you're still finding out little nuggets, right? Yes. Yep. And the more you uncover, the more amazing. <laughs> the whole thing becomes it becomes even more amazing and intriguing and almost like a case study into what triggers you know a, a catalytic response from a group and you could easily pinpoint to this moment um with the immaculate reception that changed the entire belief system for this for for, for the Steelers and what was what was possible because i listen we all know the ending because they're also celebrating the 72 dolphins being undefeated so we know that the dolphins ultimately win the super bowl right and we know that because of that you have to win your conference and they're an afc team and you also know that you know they they have to continue to do things and so when you look at the Steelers and what they what they you know willed themselves into with this play um you're gonna find that eventual buzzsaw because it was funny because one of Franco's last interviews was uh, was on Mad Dog Radio on mm -hmm. SXM and he was talking about you know hey our mediocrity went out the door after that because we got a playoff victory under our belt right now, now the problem is you have to, you better go cash that chip in before you start putting money in the slot machine again against <laughs> Jacksonville. But, it, but you know, it, it was it was. I'm sorry, not Jacksonville, Miami. But it was. But yeah, I said Jacksonville, yeah, the other like, Florida team. And you know what? Um, I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, yeah, uh, Jacksonville, yeah, they they were there in '72. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just really not that not that close. <laughs> yeah, not that close. Yeah, a couple decades in between. But um, but it it, it it was fun, and then they ended up hosting that game. Yeah. And it was like uncharacteristically like warm that day, and so he like talked about those moments, and it was just crazy because you know you think about the moment it's like isolated in time, but we also there's that journey in between. There's a journey that got to that moment, and then what happened after that victory, and it was a hard fought game where they could have went to their first Super Bowl then. But, unfortunately, it was Dolphins time, and we all know what happened after that. Hello, Dynasty. Hello, decade, Team of the Decade, right? After, after that. <laughs> but, it, but it started that catalytic response, that blow-up of, oh, man, Pittsburgh is on the map. They have arrived. That's a team to be reckoned with. And then what went on after that was tremendously beautiful. But we can point to this moment as the genesis of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, 
Yeah, so it's just it's 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 special. I know we can't talk about it enough, but we do need to go step aside and go to break. Yeah, yes, we do, um, my good man. So it's in hour one. Wolf, what's next hour? <laughs> we're gonna dial up the power hour, baby. That's what we're power doing. Power hour time is here. <laughs> And we'll actually talk about the current Raiders and not the 1972 you, Raiders. Let me I ask you this. Do you, do, you, do you hit a cup of coffee before you go power hour? I, I just want to know. You, you know what? Yeah, it's just the mere utterance of power hour. <laughs> it gets you jacked that's, up. That's just that. That's the shot in the arm, baby. It's all you need, a little adrenaline rush. Because you know what's on the other side. You know what you got to bring. So that's it's a natural occurring endorphin that happens when you say power hour so we will step aside pay some bills you're in the locker room here at wolf and starks on espn snr radio